Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody and welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil, Phil Ranta. Ranta. Oh, oh, go team! Yeah. I'm the sports outsider. That I don't was know much great. About sports. That yeah. was great. Are we a team or what? Yeah. We, well, we were, you weren't in that. So uh, I wasn't like, ready for it. Yeah, it's true. I thought yeah. there was. There Me was and Joel were playing doubles, as they Indeed. say in the sports world. Well, hey, you Phil, make an eye contact. Any, catch any sports this week? Uh, games? No, I don't think. I don't believe so. Did I? I Pretty much so. just baseball at this point. Oh, then no. We're in baseball that, is very slow. That stretch of the year. I was yep. telling someone the other day, you might think baseball's boring, Phil. Yes. But it's also very long. <laughs> That's so. true. So No, I like going to see live baseball games because you get to eat as much food as you can possibly fit in yourself and drink a lot of beer and then yeah. talk with your friends. Yeah, it's very social. I would say it's the most social sport to yeah. see live. Nobody's like, it's not yeah. like hockey games where people are like, stop, shut up, Phil. Oh yeah! Shut your shut your mouth, Phil. I would say almost the exact opposite of hockey. And that yeah. hockey, like every single moment that the clock is running, you have to be completely focused on what's happening. Yeah. Whereas, like in football, there's like time between plays. In baseball, there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of downtime, and there's just so many games that it's like, oh, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're not really paying attention to a game. You can just sort of like I take. Sure, I never pay attention to any game, and my <laughs> life has not been worse for the wear. My favorite part of the season is the uh, like the the nap from the fourth to seventh inning that I take whenever I watch a full baseball game. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Brought to you by Manziel's. Put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And bags. You, I there's if you have objects that fits inside of the bag. Wow, that drop seemed unprepared. What? We really, I mean, the bag council <laughs> is giving us a lot of money for that. Yeah, yeah. it's a ton. They're the well, they're best the ones paying sending sponsor. us the drops. Like, and you see bags all the time? Yeah. Johnny Football's taking reps with the ones. Ooh. What does that mean? Joel, be sports translator, please. Uh, so there was, there's a camp battle going on right now between two different quarterbacks, Johnny Manziel and last year's starter for a couple games, uh, Brian Hoyer. Is it like the camp battles from the eighties movies where one camp is like the loser nerd camp and then the jock camp plays pranks on him. The loser no, nerd camp no, is like, we're going to no, beat you in the, no, ta- the decathlon no, at the end of the summer. No. What does oh. running with the ones mean? So, so, uh, so Johnny Manziel has been practicing with the first string offense which sort of implies that he might be the first-string quarterback. Oh, so it's like Mean Girls. He's like the Lindsay Lohan when he gets to start hanging out with the popular girls. That might be, I mean, as sad as it is for me to say this, that might be as close as you're going to get in terms of analogies, Phil. So. Booyakasha, L-E-G. So far this training camp, Brian Hoyer has been in the driver's seat to be the Browns' starting quarterback this year, but don't tell that to ESPN, who has a lot of programming to fill this fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach Mike Patine said this was all part of a plan and that Brian Hoyer and Johnny Manziel would alternate with the first team. A reporter specifically asked if Manziel had earned the reps with the first team. Patin responded with, no. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) The follow-up was, did LeBron talk to you about doing this? To which Patin said, no more questions. (laughs) Good. Shut him down. 
only Nixon had that kind of foresight. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 40th anniversary of Watergate, Nixon. Oh, uh, so uh, Johnny Manziel threw a solid 40-yard pass and was picked off once. He had two passes dropped, one batted down at the line of scrimmage, one broken up by a cornerback. He completed a deep ball down the right sideline to Andrew Hawkins. On his two-minute drill, he went three and out. Brian Hoyer's two-minute drill, field goal. I think the Cleveland Browns are headed <laughs> for a real bang-up season, you guys. I see good things ahead. The previous uh, weekend, uh, Johnny Football had an encouraging showing in a scrimmage against the University of Akron, but then again, so did the entire Cleveland Browns team. <laughs> Patine said Hoyer will likely start in the Great Lakes Classic, which is the first preseason game this Saturday against the Detroit Lions. Classic. Whoa! Where they play for something called the Barge Trophy. Wait, What? I've been a Lions fan for over 20 years. I have never heard This has been going on since 2002. Trophy. Is it I, DeBarge Trophy? No. Like the band DeBarge? No, it's the Barge Trophy. Oh. I, when I first saw the trophy, I honestly, when I first wrote this up, I wrote uh, Edmund Fitzgerald Trophy because that's honestly what I thought it was. Right. And then I looked it up. No, it's, it's worse. It's called the Barge Trophy. So it's what just has like uh, container crates, like shipping crates right. on yes, it? Yes, mostly. It's the sort of thing you would use to transport cargo. Or like garbage or uh, Cleveland to Detroit. Via dead Eastern European hookers. Right, like sewage, <laughs> mixed in sewage and like they vomit as they drown the sewage. So it's got like vomity sewage. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, kind you of a barge. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a bit of a forced rivalry. Yeah. Bit forced. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Not classic. A, a preseason <laughs> rivalry. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Bags. They uh, have three sides to them and then an open top for to put objects in. I, I don't want to quibble bags. with the bag council, but... <laughs> Five sides and an open top. Five huh? sides and an open top. A cube would have six sides. Well, three. Maybe it's maybe it's. Uh, no, it's one of those bags where it's two flat sides pushed together and then a little bit of a bottom oh. thing on it, like a canvas bag. That's an awfully specific sort of. Bag. What's on the show today? Uh, let's see. Well, first off, so we uh, we went to Jean, uh, Jean, yeah, in uh, in the the scheduling department, and so a lot of the uh, college football conferences right oh, now. Oh yeah, all the media days. days, getting the good quotes. Oh, what's media a media days? day? It's it's when they ha- invite media to talk to all of the head coaches and sort of drum up excitement about the upcoming season. They get quotes from the players. They talk about the yeah. big games. Ah. So we told uh, we told John uh, to go out His there, Gene. yeah, and get us, uh, you know, the biggest coach from the biggest conference he could uh, to come here and talk to us. Oh, that'll be great. Uh, as part of the that'll media be great. Day. So I look forward to that. Oh, you have this it right up there. Real quick. Let's see who is it. It's uh, one Tom Rogish. Tom, I don't. I follow a lot of football. I don't. Um... Yeah, it says he's the head coach of the Frostburg State Bobcats. Oh, is that is that a real school? That is, in fact, a real school. Frostburg, this... Frostburg from Frostburg, Maryland. They're in the Empire Eight uh, I'm, conference. I'm pretty sure that that's the high school that the Penguins went to in Happy Feet. Frostburg High School. It's a Fro- Division Three school. Oh. Uh, well, so that's disappointing. We have uh, that's that awful. That's awful, Gene. To. We might, yeah, that we might terrible. have to have a long talk with Gene about what ca- qualifies as podcast worthy. John, uh, do we uh, have a weird sportsman, Phil? You're goddamn right, we do. Yeah. And, and news, news, news. All right. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Texas Longhorns head coach takes the Longhorn. 
off the team's helmets. Hook them. Unhook them horns. Yeah, he, he unhooked the horns. <laughs> he unhooked the horns. <laughs> yes. Never. Yeah. V- very underutilized move, the unhooking of the horns. That's true. How long is... Oh, you're probably about to tell us. Subheadline. Don't worry. It's just a stupid motivational technique. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you got to earn your horns. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Really? Oh. So Charlie Strong, the former Louisville coach and winner of the Coach's Mock Awards for Best Name, three years running. Yep. Wow. Is making his mark in Austin by administering his own brand of justice, not allowing helmet decals. Strong is trying to implement his culture in Texas. In the past few weeks, a significant number of players have been suspended or kicked off the team due to violating team rules. I believe it was six booted and three suspended. That's a lot. Including, like, I think three starters from the offense. Who's telling this news story, Jordan or Joel? No, Joel Joel is adding factual. This is all correct. (laughs) Oh, I thought he was making jokes. It's... (laughs) It's, I was confused. It's, it's flair is what it is. Ah, so. like when they uh, do the tricks when they're bartending. Now, yeah. so all these players have been kicked. Nine players. So now he's taken off the Longhorn. Lo- he said he's taken off the Longhorn logo from the helmets, and guys will have to, quote, earn it back. Really, Charlie? Because it sounds like he kicked a bunch of guys off the team. They executed a hilarious plot to steal Longhorn stickers off the helmets <laughs> as retaliation, and you went into damage control mode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys got to earn these back. And we need to order them in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> he's a crust, He's like the crusty old Dean from 80s comedies. <laughs> he is. Uh, said players practicing in the white helmets, this must be how Penn State feels during actual games. <laughs> May we use the Spirit Squad's decorative materials to individualize our helmets to reflect our unique personalities. I'm guessing it's a no. And we look like the bad guys in Spaceballs. Right. I remember the bad oh, guys. Oh, that's baseballs. right. They yeah. have white helmets. I had completely yeah. forgotten that. Wow. Good reference. That's a really, and they're, they're wide helmets. They were like big helmets. <laughs> San Antonio Spurs hire NBA's first female coach. Oh, yay. By what? Way, this is, uh, I think this is a round of applause. It's pretty cool. What? Subheadline comes uh, from our funniest subheadline contest winner, John Montgomery of Sioux Falls, Iowa. His subheadline for this. Jezebel reaches out to Ray Rice for a guest column on the topic. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, Jezebel Reverend. Thank you, John. Yeah. Uh, veteran WNBA player and thus below the federal poverty line, Becky Hammond <laughs> has been hired by your NBA champion, San Antonio Spurs. Wow. Hammond is, uh, is currently in her 16th WNBA season, announced July 23rd that she would retire as a player at the end of the 2014 season which I have to believe uh, has an impact on hardcore WNBA fans because she was named one of the WNBA's top 15 players of all time three years ago in July. Hammond ranks seventh in WNBA history uh, in points with 300 and fourth in assists (laughs) with over (laughs) 100,000. Wait, that, I'm really struggling with this math here. That was here. a joke. Really struggling with the math here. People emphasize the quality of passing in women's basketball, and so he was. But if she, if she got a hundred thousand assists, then someone else must have gotten more than three hundred points, yeah. unless they were so six, evenly yeah, distributed. Six people got more than three hundred. I mean, mathematically, that's here, just a ridiculous. No, a it's moment- ri- no. I will not stand. This is a. Ri- that's ridiculous. The math does not work out. It's just a it's just a little bit of a joke, Phil. This I'm making light. I'm making oh, light. I thought that you were adding flair to the story. <laughs> yes. I'm confused with what's Joel flair. Joel does the flair. I do the jokes. Okay, I see. Here at this moment of tremendous accomplishment for women's basketball, Jordan, <laughs> you feel the need to take a pot shot. <laughs> yeah. 
That was a total layup, Jordan. (laughs) That joke was a total layup. It was. It was. Hey, uh, you know, a WNBA (laughs) joke layup. I was actually that was a really good joke, Jordan. I would say it was a it was a low scoring joke, (laughs) like so many WNBA games. Ha ha. Was Becky Hammond the one who played for Team Russia? I probably don't know the answer to this question. I, really, I can't remember. There was some guard who who played for Team Russia, and there was a big hullabaloo in the Olympics. I don't know. She spent the past eight seasons with the San Antonio Stars, <laughs> not Spurs. San Antonio oh, Stars. Yeah, she's different. a six-time WNBA All Star. Ooh. Um, this Ham- is probably not the person I'm thinking of because that person was not quite good enough to make the American team. So, oh yeah, this yeah. person is is one of the greatest WNBA greats. players yeah. of all time. Great. Hammond is not the first woman woman first woman to serve on an NBA coaching staff, but is the league's first female assistant okay which one must worry about the tim tebow media frenzy the spurs are in for you know the one that is currently swarming like locusts around st louis rams camp right michael sam (laughs) except not they're all in cleveland covering johnny Manziel. (laughs) can you imagine the sound bites from greg popovich well here's one a real one to to whet your appetite okay when asked whether women can coach men's players he replied I don't see why not. There shouldn't be any limitations. It's about talent and the ability to do things. It's not about what your sex or your race or anything else. That's, Dynamic speaker. That's that Greg. sounds like the Greg Popovich we've come to know. Exactly. That is so, if the media frenzy comes, look out. You're in for yeah. some color. Nice. <laughs> You want to talk about the biggest anti-media frenzy (laughs) organization in the history of sport, it might be the San Antonio He can actually bore reporters from asking annoying follow-up questions. That's a good skill. Yeah. Well, for a coach. You get in and out faster that way. Oh, yeah. Hammond has been uh, friends with Spurs teammates Tony Parker and Tim Duncan since competing in the NBA All-Star Shooting Competition in 2008. Ooh. And in the NBA... It's all about who you know. Yep, yep. Networking. Yeah, apparently Chris Bosh knew LeBron. That's how he got on the heat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maverick star, meanwhile, uh, Maverick star Dirk Nowinski, meanwhile, was a teammate of Hammond's during the All-Star Weekend event in 2010. Said, Nowinski, I'm happy for her. The Spurs are a great organization, and she will, I'm assuming, learn from the best. There's no, he forgot to learn in there. <laughs> but, you know, I think he's ESL, right? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. He's German. Yeah. Uh, Lakers star Kobe Bryant also chimed in. Big fan of Becky since she was in college. Very bright basketball mind. Every basketball player who did not say or tweet something positive is probably a misogynist. Must definitely definitely be a misogynist. Well, if they're a basketball player, they're probably a misogynist. (laughs) That's actually not too far off. (laughs) I have seen the Sprite commercials. Obey your thirst, Phil. No. Image is everything. No, I don't have to obey no man, including this <laughs> thirst. Phoenix Suns PJ Tucker goes to jail for a DUI. Whoa! Extreme! Wow. <laughs> Without the setup, too. So <laughs> awesome. That was perfect. Uh, Suns forward PJ Tucker was sentenced to three days in jail and 11 days of home detention Monday after pleading guilty to super extreme driving under the influence the stars were aware of the arrest when tucker signed a three-year 16.5 million contract in early july now you have the there's the extreme dui that's when you're driving under the influence of mountain dew a hurley shirt (laughs) and alcohol right extreme okay so then there's the super extreme dui that's when you're driving under the influence of mountain dew a hurley shirt 
a Pantera album. Oh, man. A Nerf gun. Extreme. Oh, man. And alcohol. Extreme. extreme. But for real, super extreme driving under the influence is when, uh, in Arizona, when you're over 0.2. Ooh. Extreme is point one five to point two. Yeah. Super extreme DUI is over point two. Yeah, I have always wanted to breathalyze myself like on multiple occasions just so I have some sort of basis of understanding. I have no idea. I wish you would after dinner sometimes. Okay. Ugh, All yeah. right. <laughs> but no, I have no idea how drunk point two is. I'm sure I've been that drunk before, but like it'd be nice if I had some sort of basis of understanding. Tucker's Mercedes-Benz was pulled over by Scottsdale's police officer. And the Extreme police- <laughs> Mercedes-Benz in Scottsdale! <laughs> Said his speech was slurred, his eyes were bloodshot, and he nearly fell over during the sobriety test. Extreme! <laughs> police say Tucker had a blood alcohol level of .22. Extreme. At .22, nearly three times the legal limit, you are at or in the blackout stage of intoxication. Extreme. Extreme. It's getting sad. Tucker agreed to put an interlock device on his car for 18 months, undergo substance abuse counseling, pay fines of uh, $2,750. He was placed on probation for five years. Extreme. Extreme. I'm truly sorry, and I take full responsibility for my super extreme actions. No excuses, he said in a statement. Super extreme action! <laughs> it, is now, it is now my responsibility to examine my super extreme life and make the necessary <laughs> changes <laughs> to ensure this never happens again to the extreme. Oh. Okay, so that was not the real statement. Right. Yeah. I added super extreme, and I couldn't get through it. I'm well, keep, keep the nacho cheese Doritos away from that, gentlemen. <laughs> Okay, joining us on the show today, our big get for the start of college football. This is very disappointing. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna go with it anyway. Uh, it is good to have you on here. We're, we're gonna talk a little Empire Eight football. Tom Rogish, coach. Hey guys, of- it's good to be here. Hey Tom, yeah. nice to have you on. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's a pleasure. Uh, absolutely. Head coach of the Frostburg State Bobcats. Yeah, go Frostburg State Bobcats! Rawr! <laughs> and yeah. you are in the Empire Eight Conference. Yep, real conference of Division Three. Division yeah. Three Empire Eight. It's a real conference. Division Three school. Uh, absolutely. Uh, also home to, uh, let's see, Ithaca, St. John Fisher, Alfred, Salisbury, Hartwick, Buffalo State, and Utica. Yeah, those bunch of losers, huh? Oh. Those bunch of nerds. Okay, it's, right. uh, well, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> funny you describe them that way because you lost to all seven of those teams last year. You're coming off of a, Well, that's because, well, they're a bunch of idiots and we're not. Okay, so that's, that's an interesting their, interpretation. That's their problem. You're 0 for 7 in nope, conference play last a bunch, year. They're a bunch of losers. Uh, what uh, What are you looking forward to this next season in terms of the teams that, uh, you know, what, what do you think about conference play coming up? Well, every single game we're going to tear them apart like Bobcats. Rawr! So just the opposite of last year yeah, when you lost now what? No, we're going to win these games. First, we're going to go up against Geneva. You, are you going to play huh? Geneva again? Yep. Yep. Uh, so, so they were a non-conference opponent last yeah. year. Oh, they like. were a non-conference opponent. In that case, we're going to go up against Ithaca. Ithaca. Okay. Yeah. This is one of the few colleges in your conference I have heard of. Yeah. Right. Same here. We're going to go up against Ithaca, or as we call them, Ithaca. Cause they're like poop. They play like a pile of poop. Okay. Right. Uh, they but, shut you out 23 to nothing last yeah. year. Yeah. You know what? Their, their name was supposed to be Ithaca, but they have a lisp. Huh? Is that... 
Is that, yeah. Is that so? That's true. A bunch I, of I, lispy poops. That's what they are. <laughs> I, I feel like they're probably named after the, the ancient Greek city of Ithaca. Is it Greek? Nah, they're named after the ancient uh, my ass. Okay. All right. And again, yep. last season, 23 to nothing, they beat you. Bunch of losers at that school. Bunch of okay. huge old losers. All right. And who else from the conference uh, 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 are you looking forward to on the schedule? St. John Fisher. Okay. St. John Fisher. Yeah. All right. That, well, this was one of your close games last yeah, year. Yeah, you only lost by three points. But you know what they call uh, toilets? They call them Johns. Yeah. Or- yeah. They're like royal poops. <laughs> they fish around in Johns for poops. Huh? Okay, you're kind of pushing there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if there's any team. You know how they got sainted? Because they lived their entire lives elbow deep in their own poop. Okay. The, the standards of canonization have yeah. really fallen. Really, That's really fallen, huh? Yeah. Uh, They're again, terrible. This was terrible. the closest game you played all year, aside from your three-point victory over Case Western Reserve. Yeah. But um, So I guess this is as close to actual trash talk as you're going to be able to come up with. What? No, this. I'm not trash talking. I'm telling the truth. Okay. They're a bunch of Catholic poops. <laughs> <laughs> there, there it is. What about Buffalo State here? Yeah. Buffalo State. Oh, you know what, Buffalo State? You know what they make me think of? What? Sit down with one of those Arby's Buffalo Burgers. Have you had one of those before? I didn't know Arby's had burgers. No. Nope. You know what they do after you eat an Arby's Buffalo Burger? You know what you have to do? You have to go poop. <laughs> and that's what they right. are. They're a bunch of post-Arby's poop. Well, I think we've we've established yeah. you're, you, you're really good at poking fun yeah, at your opponent. They, uh, they this smell is, like poop. They play like poop. This but maybe is a you, Buffalo State team that hung 60 points on you last year. Yeah. 60 to 28 loss. Bunch of cheaters. <laughs> Bunch <laughs> of poop cheaters. Can you tell us how maybe you'll be improving your team? Yeah, do you have any plans? Oh, I got plans. Yeah. Plans? I have secret plans. You know what my plans are going to be? I'll tell them out loud. What? Okay. I'm going to take all these teams. I'm going to put them in the toilet. I'm going to flush them like the poops that they are. Just going to flush them right down the toilet, watch them spin around the bowl before they go down and join a bunch of dead goldfish and their mamas who are also down that drain because they too are a bunch of poops. This is, again, big talk coming from someone who lost to to all seven of these teams. Alfred. Yeah. This is another school in your division. Yep. Yep. Alfred Butler for Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Since he was a baby. Had right. to change a lot of diapers <laughs> when he was a baby. You know, he got on his hands when he was doing that. What did he get in? Got a bunch of poops. Huh? 32 to 7 last They're year. They're a bunch of lost. poop hands. Managed, managed a mere seven points. Covered in them. poop. I think we're, we're breaking the barrier in terms of amount of uh, media day trash talk here. Yeah, that's you, right, Tom. But I just. I, a whiff that's because we're winners and they're a bunch of. Poops. Chunky fecal matters. Right, but you were you were one in seven last year. Maybe you could one in one in nine. Oh, sorry, one yeah. in nine uh, last year, and and maybe you could tell us a little bit about what camp has been like, and yeah, and, you know, basically like what are you emphasizing going into the Anything season? Anything other than trash talk that involves calling another team a poop. We're well, I mean, we're going. You have anything other than that? I mean, no. <laughs> no, I. Is that no, I don't. Okay, so that's... Look, I'm not going to get another coaching job if I get fired from a D3 school, all right? Yeah, it's probably true. So stop telling everybody I'm losing to I these... feel like most of the people... Bunch of poops. <laughs> stop <laughs> it. Stop saying that I'm losing. Well, Maybe did, people won't remember. Did I ran a scrimmage against a local high school team yeah. recently. You know what? Their name, their nicknames were the poops. 
Okay. We still lost. We still you, lost to them. You lost to a local high school. Scouts team? routinely go to uh, to go to our games. Yeah, but they're scouts from uh, from other colleges because they think we're a high school team. Oh dear. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm real sorry about that. No, it's Tom. sad. I can tell you what, Tom. I'm in, desperate here. That's t- what you're seeing. If you lose your job, you're gonna want to network with these coaches. You know, the fraternity of coaches. I think you should stop calling their team poop. Yeah. Calling all these coaches. Yeah, you know, maybe you're right. I really think you're hurting your chances. Maybe maybe I should. like an assistant coaching gig somewhere. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I should stop calling them poops. And I should start calling all you podcasters poops. (laughs) All right. Wow, thank you for having me on the Poops, Poops, Poops podcast. (laughs) All right. Poopcast. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank Thank you, Tom. Tom. That's the sound you make. For you, the listeners of Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman! Weird Sportsman. What do we got this week, Phil? This week's Weird Sportsman, Eddie Gaydell. Gaydell? Joel, let's be mature. I'm just clarifying the pronunciation of his name. Eddie Gaydell. Eddie Goodell, counting down your hits A to Z Roger on a Memorial son? Day weekend. Ooh, or is it is it a DJ? Because that wouldn't really qualify as a sportsman, Phil. Edward Carl Goodell was an American with dwarfism Ooh. who became famous for participating in a Major League Baseball game. Oh. You guys know this one? Yeah. I, well, well, I didn't know We know name, the specific but... event. I don't think we know... Anything about uh, him beyond it. What's the name of the guy? Bill Veck. Bill Eddie Veck. Gaydell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Gaydell, some sources say his family name may actually have been Gaydelle. Gained recognition. Italians. Yeah, exactly. He gained recognition in the second game of a St. Louis Browns doubleheader on <laughs> August 19th, 1951. He had to stick around for the second game of the doubleheader. Yeah, he like did. That. Weighing 65 pounds and standing 3 feet 7 inches tall. Gaydell became the shortest player in the history of the Major League. Uh, also, shortest player in the history of the Major Leagues to draw a walk? Joel, it's, I was getting... <laughs> okay, I was, okay, sorry. Sorry, stepped in your just, toes there. No, I, There's suspense here. I want to know about the at-bat. Should no, I okay. even finish? Yes, please, keep going. Please. No, I, I mean, Joel ruined the end. It's kind of like me saying how Guardians of the Galaxy ends, which I won't do. You could. I don't I care. Have, it's so good, y'all. I, if it's that good, I'm going to like it whether I know the ending or not. Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> um, he made a single plate appearance where he was walked with four consecutive balls before being replaced by a pinch hitter at first base. Pinch runner. Pinch runner. Pinch runner. Sorry, pinch runner at first base. You know what that means? He gets to be a professional baseball player and be known for that, and all he had to do was stand. Yeah. Stand not very tall at all. It's a, it's a smaller target to hit, Phil. It's much harder on the pitcher. His jersey, bearing the uniform number, one-eighth, <laughs> is displayed in a National Baseball Hall of Fame uh, and Museum. 
I guess it's the National Baseball Hall That's of Fame. That's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. Uh, St. Louis Browns owner Bill Veek. Veck. Veek. Veek. No, it's Veck is in wreck. Ah, Bill Veck. Bill Veck, in his 1962 autobiography, Beak, as in wreck. That's the name of the. That's the name of the autobiography. No, I think yeah. is Beck is in wreck. Uh, said of Gaydell, he was by golly the best darn midget who ever played the big league ball. You're not supposed. He to was also that. the only one. So he said in his 1962 autobiography, that like a, that like Beck as in wreck. Yes. Yep, very good. Very good. Uh, Gadell Gadell was a professional performer belonging in the uh, to the American Guild of Variety Artists or the AGVA. Before his appearance as baseball's most famous pitch hitter, Gadell's most notable gig, arguably, was when he was hired in 1946 by Mercury Records to portray the Mercury Man. Wait, he had, he had a, <laughs> he he was had a like public the... job prior to <laughs> yeah. Wow. <clears throat> The Mercury Man, I'm assuming, is a like mascot for Mercury Records. Oh, you guys know what the Mercury Records logo looks like, right? No. He sported oh! a winged hat, similar to the record label's logo, to promote Mercury recordings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who was on the Mercury, uh, Mercury label? It's a little guy with a winged hat. No, but I mean like what recording artist? I don't know what recording <sighs> artists were on the Mercury Sometimes label. Sometimes you ask yeah, questions that just add to I don't knows <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know why you would. Ugh. I'm interested. You're sometimes you're too interested. Bill has engaged me. I think it'd be a good thing. <laughs> Tell me more about this guy. Death. <laughs> okay, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, on June 18th, 1961, the unemployed Goodell, who had just turned 36, Aww. was at a bowling alley in Chicago, his birthplace and hometown. Goodell was followed home and beaten. Oh God. His mother discovered Eddie lying dead in his bed. He had bruises about his knees and on the left side of his face. Oh, God. Jesus, Phil. Don't you feel bad about making fun of him now, Joel? I do. Gay Dell. I'm, I'm definitely not going to make the joke I was going to make He's... about where the bruises on his face and knees came from. Oh, Joel. Oh, Joel. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Joel, That's, for shame. It's, it's really tragic, especially because, you know, you got to, I don't know. It probably had something to do with him being a little person. I just wanted to not... tell that story for the heartwarming part that comes at the end. Oh. Uh, so uh, Bob Kane was the only major baseball league figure to attend the funeral. Oh. Bob Kane went. Wait, who's Bob Kane? Uh, he was a I don't know. He's a base. He was a major league base. I thought that it was nice that he only played one at bat, and a major league baseball player went to his funeral. It just wasn't. It, was nice. it wasn't actually. It was a plate appearance and not in that bat because he walked. And that brings an end to another <laughs> weird sports. Oh, Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close of another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports, number three podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com slash sports, number three podcast. While you're there, please follow, please comment, do all that stuff. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com and search for the sports three podcast. You can find us on iTunes by searching sports, number three space podcast at sports, number three space podcast you can find us on youtube by going to youtube.com slash comedy pod net 
Or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Why are you guys looking at me? I'm not... Oh, usually around oh. now. <laughs> this is when you go, hey, guys, and we go, hey, Joel. Yeah. Oh. And then you say something, and well, You guys and always seem so dejected to... that I have, like, one last bit that I feel like I, I just wasn't going to do it this time. Is it a bit? No. Would you call it a bit? In order See, to be a bit, a, it's got to have a exactly comedic premise. This is exactly the sort of response that makes me not want to do... Well, Joel, this has been probably your finest bit yet. <laughs> Lights off! You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.